Welcome to the Movie Planet. With Joe. I took a shower washing every body part with actual soap, including all my major crevices, including in between my toes and in my belly button, which I never did before but sort of enjoyed. And Joel. I washed my hair with the don't formula shampoo and used cream rinse for that just wash shine. And Elizabeth. I can't seem to find my toothbrush, so I'll pick one up when I go out today. Other than that, I'm in good shape. I'm your host, Joe, and with me is the Marv to my Harry, Joel. Mm. Mm. What's up? Thanks, Harry. How <laughs> <laughs> you been, buddy? I have been good. I am in the Christmas spirit. Have you started the Christmas carols at work? Uh Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I started those the moment we got back from Thanksgiving break. I've been playing the Home Alone soundtrack on loop. If not that, then the Charlie Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, also joining us today. Ooh. Our good friend from the Mean Girls podcast, one of the original podcasts we did, uh, making her triumphant return, the Kevin McAllister to our Marvin Harry, Liz. Welcome back, Liz. Ah, <laughs> it's so great to have you back. I know. This podcast has been missing a lady's touch. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, how you been? You ah, fantastic. You both had a nice little week at school. You had a, what, the dress down week? Oh, yeah. 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 Teachers yep. don't get the dress down a whole lot. No. Never. <laughs> but I am a new person when I can be comfortable. Yeah. I'm, I'm the teacher I've always wanted to be. Yeah, <laughs> or the teacher it's unbelievable. You know you can be when mm. you're comfortable. That's right. Able to kick your feet up without an upskirt. Yeah. <laughs> mm. You know. Mm. Uh, well, hey, this week we are reviewing Home Alone for the Christmas movie genre. Uh, we will discuss the movie and decide whether this movie belongs in the pantheon of Such Christmas movies. Such a big movies. vocabulary word, Joe. Well, thank you. It's yeah. that old ELA in me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas movie pantheon is comprised of seven and only seven films, and currently there are zero movies in it. Uh, this is a spoiler-rich podcast, so if you haven't seen Home Alone, especially if you get in a time machine, time machine, go back to 1990 and check this out. And who are you that you've never seen Home Alone? <laughs> Bel- I heard this fun fact, and no. that's that. Poland plays this movie every year because when they got final access... Wait, hold on. Because, not because... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking of like all the Polish people are like, I did not see that coming. Pol- <laughs> this is like... No, in Poland, this is like a Christmas staple. As it should be. It should, I uh, mean, it's a great... When they got movie. when they got access to American television again in the uh, in the nineties, the first movie they saw was Home Alone, oh. and since then so it's like it has been like a stalwart. Could <laughs> you sense. imagine? You've never seen American television before, and, and this, this is the first thing you see. This little kid <laughs> just running terror. <laughs> but I did hear a podcast this week that said, you know, when they were trying to get Christmas movies on their podcast, they were like, "Oh yeah, we got Home Alone, we got Gremlins, we got Dry- Die Hard." I was like, "Hey, those are all great movies. Those were all on your list." Were they? I think. I they may have been, yeah. Cause it's I was more like the as you like to put it, movies set at Christmas, but yes. not Christmas movies. Right. So anyway, yeah. If you haven't seen this, stop it here, watch the movie, turn us back on to enjoy our discussion discussion and analysis. But now that we've handled that business, let's get to our movie of the week. This week we are talking about 1990s Home Alone, a movie made for $18 million, which is probably about as much as that house was worth, that raked in $476.7 million. Directed by Chris Columbus, written and produced by the great John Hughes, and music by a little-known composer named John Williams. Starring Macaulay Culkin as Kevin McAllister, Joe Pesci as Harry Lime. I didn't know he had the last name. Yeah, I was just reading these. Like, they don't mention them at all. No. Uh, Daniel Stern as Marv Merchants. 
John Hurd, the late John Hurd, uh, as Peter McAllister. Roberts Blossom as Old Man Marley. Old Man Marley. Catherine O'Hara as Kate McAllister. And John Candy as the Polka King, Gus Polanski. Uh, and what, what a sad scene that is when you see all those guys, they talk about what their family looks oh, yeah. are like. He's never even met his kid. Yeah. <laughs> now, according to our good people at Rotten Tomatoes, it has a tomato meter reading of 56%. The critics, on average, gave this film a 5.3 out of 10. Yeah. Okay, let's but talk about What are they this. comparing it to? It, uh, like <laughs> movies in general? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. You, it's its own thing. What were thing. they thinking? It's its own thing. <laughs> but Lady Bird is like the highest ranking one That's of all bullshit. time. I saw Lady of Bird all this time. week. It is so overrated. It's all ridiculous. Time. That's why Tomato don't even want it. No. Uh, now, the audience score, the, the people score, uh, is a 3.3 out of 5. And that's pre-troll. Yeah. Probably okay. pre-troll. Uh, so 79% agreeing it's a three or higher. Um, I guess if you watch this movie in July, it doesn't make much sense. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. But we're going to jump into a next segment called Inception to Perception, where I dig into the, deep into the research, or in this case, <laughs> Wikipedia, <laughs> to find out how this movie started as an idea and made its way to the big screen. Don't get on the set, get ready to shoot, and then ask for rewrites. Studios do this crap all the time, and they wonder why they end up with a shit movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Movie? You know, I hate the word movie. I don't make movies. I make films. Now, Home Alone was initially a Warner Brothers production, and we know how great Warner Brothers has been lately. Uh, when 20th Century Fox took over the project, the budget grew from 14 to 17 million. So, way to go, Fox. You but increased three. Still, but that's still very cheap for it, the time. Definitely still cheap. Uh, there's not a whole lot of special effects outside of the mm. micro machines, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Chris Columbus' work with Home Alone began several years earlier when Hughes helped him secure the, with a, the directing job for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, the project ended poorly when a personality clash between Columbus and Chevy Chase. Well, he had a problem with theme. everybody. No one likes Chevy Chase. <laughs> I know. That meets him. It, it led to Columbus leaving the movie. Hughes then gave him the script for Home Alone, which he accepted. It should be important here. John Hughes wrote back-to-back Christmas classics. Yes, he did. Wow. Christmas Vacation and this. That's, well, wonder, that's a nice resume. Let's look at what else he did. Continue. Okay. Uh, Hughes, su- Hughes suggested Columbus that they cast a little-known guy called Macaulay Culkin in the main role mm-hmm. uh, because of his experience with the child actor while shooting Uncle Buck, another great, phenomenal great, film. Great, great film. In fact, I dare say, maybe mm, a little superior. Just going to say. Uh, it had, different genre. It, 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 family. Mm-hmm. Family. Uh, Columbus met with other actors for the part, by his count, hundreds and hundreds, as he felt it was the directorial responsibility. Columbus finally met with Culkin and agreed he was the right choice for the role. Now, due to Culkin's age, he could not work until 10 p.m., which created shooting problems for the crew because of the movie's many nighttime scenes. So as soon as they, they were probably shooting in the Midwest. Yeah, no, it was shot in Chicago, the whole thing. So there you go. So you figure it gets night around there, like around 5. 2.30. You want to talk about movies Christopher Columbus has done? Columbus? I believe he did Harry Potter's, right? Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, he did. The Goonies. Yes. Yes. Um, Let's see. Justin Producer, he's he's in charge of Gremlins 3. Executive producer. There was a 3? There's about to be. Oh, yeah, he's (gasps) doing it. Wait, what? Yeah, he's doing it. (gasps) Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Get ready. (laughs) Maybe his best... He was the producer on Jingle All the Way. <laughs> Another phenomenal Christmas classic. Which was on TV the other night. I almost called you. Oh, I was watching it on DVD. <laughs> yeah, so he's doing okay for himself. Yeah. Uh, what about John Hughes? John Hughes. Have you dug into that repertoire yet? Because he's phenomenal. On it. Breakfast Club. 
16 Panda? What, yeah, did he do Pretty in Pink? He did Home Alone 2? Oh, he did that. Uh, what? You don't like Home Alone 2? It's the funniest one. It, it's the same story. It's it is funny. the exact same story. <laughs> but it is it's like, you didn't like Hangover 2? No, it's the same story no, as Hangover 1. you cannot compare Home Alone 2 to Hangover 2. <laughs> I, I just did. No. Just fired. No way. It was funny. Like, home... I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Even Culkin no. knows. Yeah. Well, he was in it. Well, what's, <laughs> what is funny is that the young people that I teach today yeah. reference Home Alone 2 more than Home <sighs> because Alone. Because it was funnier. This one was a better movie, but the, they took the exact same story. They brought back all the familiar characters, but they made it much more like tongue-in-cheek. The bandits would have died way earlier in the movie. <laughs> Everything was way over the top, but you have... You have uh, What's his name? Cleese? Not John Cleese. John Cleese. No, no, not John Cleese. Who played uh, the original Pennywise? Oh, uh, oh, God. You have him. A Rocky Horror Picture Show. Tim Curry. Tim, Tim Curry, Curry, Rob Schneider, President Donald Trump, <laughs> and... Security breach. <laughs> it is like, I think they, they understood that it was a... It was just a it movie like, for the fans. Yes, it, they exactly. were not trying to make a great no. movie. No. And it was very fun. Hangover 2, I felt like it was a complete waste of my time. <laughs> it was. Uh, so, so <laughs> uh, off that tangent, you look up your John Hughes. Breakfast Club, Ferris, Bueller, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Classic. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Uh, he was, <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, Home Alone 4, ooh, not a good one. Uh, 16 Candles, Mr. Mom, Vacation. Oh, Mr. Mom's Mr. awesome. Mom. <laughs> Weird Science, Pretty in Pink, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Nice. The Great my, Outdoors. It's the only Thanksgiving movie. Yes, Good. it is. It, no, Home for the Holidays. Dennis the Menace. Now, I mean, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Drill Bit Taylor. Let's end on that one. Oh, yeah. he did that? Let's end on that, yeah. Okay. But yeah, we'll stop there. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, let's see here. Some scenes were shot in a three-story single-family house located at 671 Lincoln Avenue in the village of Winnetka. So if you want to go check it out, there's the address. Uh, the kitchen in the film was shot in the house along with the main staircase, basement, attic, and most of the first floor landing. The house's dining room and all the downstairs rooms, including excluding the kitchen, were duplicated on a soundstage to allow more room for equipment and crew. The house was built in 1920, blah, 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 who nobody cares about the house, except for the fact that, wow, it's across from some but very small houses Zillow? for some That's reason. That's all I care about. How is it on is Zillow? That? I'm, I'm going to find out. Find that. Uh, the scenes inside the church were shot at Grace Episcopal Church, Oak Park, Illinois, for the film, within a film, Angels with Filthy Souls. Gosh. Shooting took only one day. Oh, I love that. To create the illusion that the film was a 1940s gangster film, the scene was filmed with black and white negative film, and Johnny's office used authentic items from that era. Wow, they really... We're meticulous about that. What, I've never wished a movie was real more than Angels with Fil- Filthy <laughs> Souls and Angels with Even Filthier Souls, which much yes. like Home Alone is even funnier than Angels with Filthy Souls. <laughs> uh, oh, in May 2011, the house was listed for sale at $2.4 million. Oh. That's pretty dumb. It sold in March 2012 for $1.585 million. That's it? The house is promoted as a tourist attraction and cited as an example of how to get your home in the movies. <laughs> uh, now, initially, Columbus hoped to have Bruce Broughton score the films, and early posters listed him as the composer. However, Broughton was busy with The Rescuers Down Under, and he had to cancel at the last minute. Whoops. Yep. We hear a lot of mistakes in Hollywood people have made. 
The uh, Zillow estimate on the house right now is $2 million. Two. Okay. Uh, from there, Columbus was able to get in touch with a little guy named Steven Spielberg, who helped him contact John Williams to produce the final score. Uh, Christmas songs such as Oh Holy Night and Carol of Bells are featured prominently in the film, as well as the film's theme song, Somewhere in My Memory. Hmm. You can put your toddler de- down and, to this. And can't you feel the Harry Potter in it, too? Oh, there's so much Harry in this. What? <laughs> as soon as I said it, I heard it. <laughs> Get it together, Joe. <laughs> I pointed it out. <laughs> Sorry. So... Do you remember the first time you saw this, Joel? No, I don't because I was born in 91. (laughs) But honestly, um, I can't remember my life without Home Alone. I'm much like the Polish people. Um, (laughs) I've said it before, but this is the first Christmas movie I watch with my family every year. Yeah. And they always played it on like USA or TNT on Thanksgiving night until they replaced it with the anemic elf and (laughs) (laughs) monster-in-law. My anger... When I found out that they took Home Alone off the air on Thanksgiving night, because that was like a tradition, we, we would just have Thanksgiving dinner, yep. and then mm-hmm. it would come on TV the same time every year, and I got really excited, and it was like when I was finally processing, and okay, this is our tradition, this is our tradition, I turned it on and looked at every channel, and Monster-in-Law was on, and Elf was on, and I've never gone from like loving one movie to like hating Aww. one movie. <laughs> That makes like, sense. I, that makes sense why like, you hate I, Elf so much. I was like, yeah. I don't have it. And then, like, going to school, everyone would be like, have you seen Elf? It's, like, the best Christmas movie. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not better than Home Alone. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> you don't understand. My family and I sit down together, <laughs> and we eat a turkey cranberry stuffing sandwich. <laughs> and we call each other little jerks. <laughs> Families are the worst. That's just what this family does. <laughs> yeah. No. I do like it. But I think it's like everyone has one. I think everyone has to have one Will Ferrell movie they got tired of hearing about. Oh, yeah. Uh, A lot of people is Anchorman. Yeah. Anchorman 2. I I loved Anchorman. Yeah. Yeah, But no one talked about Anchorman 2. Well, I refuse to watch Saturday Night Live. I'm like, ugh, not those people. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, they all blew up, and I had to rewatch all the SNL. I'm like, okay, okay. It was funny. That's because Saturday Night Live only keeps getting worse, and so you have no choice but to look back and be like, gosh, those were the good days. That was good, yeah. I disagree. (laughs) If you want to see the magic of SNL, you watch it after a weekend update. Because that's when that's they have when all the sketches where it's like, let's yes. just see if it works. Yes. <laughs> let's do the artsy kind of, you know, raw humor. Let's yeah. make Leslie Jones write one and see what happens. <laughs> what about you, Liz? Oh, okay. So I remember seeing this movie. Mm. Um, unlike Joel, who is <laughs> probably a twinkle in his father's eye. Aw. Um, Still am. <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> I meant that you weren't born yet. Oh, no, I was not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I saw it in the theater, most likely on a Thanksgiving day, because that's the only time we would go to the theater, uh, because we had five kids, so it was really expensive to go to the movies. I didn't know you had that many sisters and brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I thought you just had one. What? I t- You've <laughs> known me for 10 years? I just thought you had one sister. Wow. Yeah. God, you're not paying attention. I- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I must have been about eight, which is... Perfect. That perfect age to oh, see yeah. this for the first time mm-hmm. because I got like eighty five percent of the jokes, just plenty enough, and all I wanted to do was walk to the store and buy myself my own Stouffer's mac and cheese and a <laughs> glass of milk and like have a dinner for myself just like Kevin. <laughs> that was my dream <laughs> at eight years old. That's a nice dream to have. Uh, 
For me, I saw it in the theaters with my brother in 1990. I saw it. I remember seeing it, and I remember my brother got in trouble quoting this movie. Uh, <laughs> he was eight at the time, and I was 11, and we, we would laugh all the time because every time my brother didn't get his way, he would yell, I don't want a family. I don't want any family. Family suck. Oh. <laughs> and he well, did it with such no. conviction. <laughs> and I remember just laughing hysterically because he sounded like Kevin McAllister when he did it. It's a very quotable movie. Oh, yeah. And it's only because Macaulay Culkin is so precocious in it. No eight-year-old actually can do all that. No. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, like, seriously, have you ever met a savvy eight-year-old? No. 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 I've met a savvy seventh grader. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I mean, they don't have the four thinking, like the no. forward no. thinking, like, oh, let me set all these booby traps and <laughs> I'm going to avoid the police. Yeah. And I'm... I know how coupons work. <laughs> <laughs> well, in 1990, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different time before Joel was born. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. You know, before the YouTube rotted, the, 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 rotted the brains yeah. of the youth. <laughs> well, let's do a synopsis here. Having a reunion or something? Oh, uh, no, my husband's brother transferred to Paris last summer and both of his kids are still going to school here and I guess he missed the whole family. He's giving us all this trip to Paris for the holiday so we can be together. You're taking a trip to Paris? Yes, we hope to leave tomorrow morning. Excellent. Excellent. If you'll excuse me, this one's a little out of sorts. I'll be right back. Don't worry about me. I spoke to your husband already. And don't worry about your home. It's in good hands. You're the only one who has to make trouble. I'm the only one getting dumb, dumb. You're the only one acting up. Now, get upstairs. I am upstairs, dummy. Third floor? Go. It's scary up there. Don't be silly. Fuller will be up in a little while. I don't want a super fuller. You know about him. He wets the bed. He'll pee all over me. I know it. Fine. We'll put him somewhere else. I'm sorry. It's too late. Get upstairs. Everyone in this family hates me. Then maybe you should ask Santa for a new family. I don't want a new family. I don't want any family. Families suck. Just stay up there. I don't want to see you again for the rest of the night. I don't want to see you again for the rest of my whole life. And I don't want to see anybody else either. I hope you don't mean that. You'd feel pretty sad if you woke up tomorrow morning and you didn't have a family. No, I wouldn't. Then say it again. Maybe it'll happen. I hope I never see any jerks again. As the Christmassy soundtrack music plays, we see an ominous moon floating in the sky. The opening credits roll as the illustrated image of a house and the title Home Alone appear. Probably the most iconic title images that yeah. we've seen. Home Alone with the house in the middle and one little light mm -hmm. on the very top. Uh, now the movie starts for real. In a large house full of crowded family members, a man who appears to be a police officer tries to get someone to pay attention to him. The family members ignore him, distracted by the general hubbub in the house. Also, with this many kids in the house, that's probably why I knew what coupons were. Because <laughs> the house at the time was not a $2 million house. This no. family was not using coupons in that house, okay? <laughs> and I am There's from no a proof. huge family. Yeah. We would notice a cop in the house. I think we would all notice a cop in the house. Especially a cop that has a gold tooth. Yes. They were all, everyone in this movie is like amazingly selfish. Oh, oh yes. yes. <laughs> so I mean, so maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they're like, that's someone else's problem. Well, like the pizza? <laughs> yeah. Somebody pay for this pizza. <laughs> they somebody, somebody they notice the pizza because they're going to benefit from the pizza. 
But they don't care about the They don't the want officer. to pay for the pizza. Which, exactly. can we say how cool it is that pizza prices have not oh changed my. in 20 years? <laughs> nice tip. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he assumed that he was keeping the change. Yes. Uh, the family... Okay, so... <laughs> The family members ignore him, distracted by the general hubbub. Upstairs, eight-year-old Kevin McAllister complains to his mother, Kate, telling her that his Uncle Frank won't let him watch a violent movie. She tells him his uncle's probably right. <laughs> Uncle Frank's a dick. He's the worst. He is the worst. Like, seriously, if one of my brothers talked to my kid that way, mm. gone. Yeah. Gone. And I, that's why I'm interested in, in, in your perspective in this, because now you are a parent. You got yourself a, a little, little lady. I got a and little lady. this is a whole new perspective for you now. Oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I... I Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've we've uh, uh, brought tragedy into the mix now. Yes. Uh, Kevin acts like a nuisance, bothering his parents while they're trying to pack, and he's a bit of a smart ass too. Okay, but every eight year old is annoying. They are. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. They're in a really awkward stage, and they're super annoying. But what kid's gonna tell his mother? Why don't you come and make me? Well, no. these days. Also, nineteen ninety. <laughs> Being a teacher, we need to stop saying they're in an awkward stage because we now extend from like eight to eighteen. No, but it is awkward. They could just. I have photos to prove how awkward. I know, but and I get it, but it's like, how long does that awkward streak last? Yeah, because someone let me know. I'm twenty six. You're you're just starting to edge out of it. It's a twenty year gap. Okay. I promise your thirties are going to be amazing. Yeah, if I could go back and do it over again, I think I started at 30. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to my 20s mm-mm, again. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, Kevin is daunted by the prospect of packing his own suitcase, demonstrating his lack of self-sufficiency. Yeah, okay. Let's <laughs> yeah, do you want to talk about the inconsistency here? I just threw the microphone. My hands <laughs> flew up. I'm like, this child cannot pack a suitcase, but he can set all these booby traps and shop for himself. And like, no. Exactly. No. I mean, he only buys a toothbrush. He steals a toothbrush. That's right. He bought everything else. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's... He had coupons. I am not going to be that guy. Like, oh... I'll do it. uh, You be that guy, because I can suspend disbelief for a minute and And I'm a big fan of the idea that every movie should have one gigantic leap of faith that you buy into. Yes. And this is definitely it. Like, I'm going to believe that this kid is going to pull it off. Okay. That's my... I'm going to believe that an eight-year-old would not be afraid in this situation. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He's his cu- he's also worried that he'll have to sleep in the same bed as his cousin Fuller, who wets the bed. Played <laughs> by his brother, his actual brother, yes, Kieran Culkin, who he reunites with. No, Kieran Culkin made fame in what was the uh, Scott Pilgrim? Yes. Oh, he was so good. That was a great. Movie. One of the best parts of Scott Pilgrim. If there was it's a best part, Kieran it's there, right Culkin. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he. <laughs> His cousin still wets the bed. Downstairs, the alleged cop continues to try finding the homeowner, but the kids he talks to tell him that they're all just cousins. Yes. <laughs> uh, I remember he said, doesn't anybody here live here? Yes. <laughs> uh, Kevin's brother, Buzz, who may be the greatest big brother put to film in a long time. Um, he reminds uh, Chet from Weird Science. Yep. Those are my two big brother. Chet and Buzz. Those are the references my brain goes to when I think of Big brother. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin's brother, Buzz, chats with one of Kevin's cousins. Kevin comes in, and Buzz acts like a dick. He won't let Kevin sleep in his room. Outside, <laughs> they see an old man from the neighborhood. Marley, salting the roads and shoveling sidewalks. He seems out of place in this neighborhood, honestly. <laughs> South Bend shovel slayer. <laughs> 
Buzz claims that he's a serial killer who murders people with his snow shovel and mummifies them with salt. And this freaks Kevin out. It's a chemical change. We took a quiz on that today. (laughs) Did you play that scene in Home Alone? (laughs) Not once. (laughs) A pizza delivery boy arrives, knocking over a statue in front of the house by accident. And this is one of the best goofs in this film is how many people hit that damn statue (laughs) and then pick it back up again. Yes, that is a great, that's a great running gag. A pizza delivery boy arrives. Okay, after waiting around, the pizza boy and the cop both finally get to talk to Kevin's dad, Pete, who tells the cop about the precautions he's making, try, he's taking to make sure the house will be safe from burglars when gone. Kevin arrives in the kitchen. You guys grew up in neighborhoods, and you probably went on vacations. Uh, did a cop ever stop by and be like, hey, can we talk about your security system? Here's the thing. In the, in the movie's defense, he wasn't a real cop. So... <laughs> <laughs> And did he drive up as a cop in the plumbing van? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was inside. No one worried about it. He's walking door to door. He parked at the end of the block. Yes. (laughs) Uh, After waiting around... Okay. Kevin arrives in the kitchen to discover that Buzz has already eaten the plain cheese pizza that was ordered for him. And JC was pissed because JC loves his plain cheese. He sure does. (laughs) And uh, that is exactly what a big brother does. I Uh hate him. That is exactly what he does. You I'm hated sorry. Buzz, didn't you? Oh, I hate Buzz. <laughs> I just thought he was just like, because my brother was really nice. And so, I mean. Older? Older, yeah. Huh. Oh, you're lucky. You're I was lucky. lucky. I, was, I was very lucky. <laughs> yeah, but, one of her newly noticed now brothers and sisters. <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think I had cousins that like resembled Buzz, but they're cool now. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> like those are like, it wasn't my brother that messed with me. It was like cousins that poked up with me or like okay. my friend's brother's. I mean, I couldn't, I never related to this in general. Guys, so I was let's like, just this is take not a moment okay. and talk about these feelings. <laughs> <laughs> it started in 1990. Okay. Uh, Kevin attacks Buzz, causing soda to spill on his uncle and turning the rest of the family against him. Kevin's mom sends him to bed, dragging him upstairs. In the hall, they're stopped by the cop. I am upstairs, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my ass would be red. Yep. Uh, Kevin's mom tells him that they're taking a trip to Paris to visit relatives. When the cop smiles at Kevin, we see that he has a sparkling gold tooth. Ding! Up, <laughs> that was nice. You want to do that again? Sure. Ding! See? Ooh. Reverb works. <laughs> uh, upstairs, Kevin's mom banishes him to an attic room. Kevin snottily says that he wishes he didn't have a family and doesn't want to see his mother or anyone else ever again. He openly wishes that he never has to see any of you jerks anymore. Okay. I grew up in a family. I would never say that out loud. Did I wish it in my head all the time? I don't know. Uh, I don't know anybody in my family that would have uttered any line this family utters in the first five minutes at any point at all. No. I, <laughs> I'll, I'll again play glass half full, guy. By all means. That's why you're. That's why we do this. Just this week. Now this family. <laughs> this family Wait. clearly has money. Yes. I ju- just this week. Same child I heard yell at her mom for picking them up in the BMW because that's the car that makes them car sick. And Wait, then the BMW yeah. makes you why sick. would you pick why would you why are you picking me up in this one? And then on her birthday, yelling at her for like bringing the wrong cupcakes. 
Oh, wow. for God's sake. Like, I had a kid in my advice where he's like, you know what we call that? I was like, who's that? He's like, I don't know her name, but she's a spoiled brat. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, dude, you can't say that about people. But so you're like, right. You're so right. And then that was in public around her friends and teachers. Wow. Not in the privacy of their own home. Who no, knows? No, no, because you always get, like, the best version of yeah. a kid versus at home. So I'm saying, like, there, are pe- there, there might be people out there like this. Oh, so, I believe it. This all seems horrible. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I okay. We get to the the night. We get the night shot now. This is where the mis- mis- the mystery happens. In the night outside, we see the wind pick up and knocks the branch off a tree, severing the phone and power lines with a blast of sparks. This has knocked out the phone lines. Can we say, as of right now, this movie could never be remade because it's done with the text? Absolutely. Yeah, phones still go off. This movie could never be remade. It's an untouchable. <laughs> Um, it could be remade if it was set in the 1800s. Oh, so <laughs> if, if it's a period piece. <laughs> yes. Which this has turned into a period piece. It's a period piece. piece. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's hitting a lot of genres today. Could it yeah, transcend like watching, the genre? Yeah, because, I mean, we watched It's a Wonderful Life. We're like, I enjoy that. Yeah. And he's, like, walking everywhere in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't like, you Uber? Drunkenly driving his car into uh, yeah. trees. <laughs> Like you were allowed to do in the good old days. Exactly. (laughs) Back when guys were boys, you know? (laughs) Oh, that's attractive. Next morning, a van driver waits to take the family to the airport. Inside, Kevin's parents realize that they slept in. We slept in! We slept in! Due to the power outage, in fast motion, the family gets ready to go. Meanwhile, a neighbor kid probably my favorite character in the whole movie. Yes. <laughs> Pester is the van driver while he tries to load the family's luggage. The family members file out. When one of the older girls, Heather, counts the heads of all the kids, she accidentally counts the neighbor kid, and they don't realize they're missing someone who annoyed them all the night before. In a hectic rush, they make it to the airport on time and board their plane for France. Can we just say how amazing it is? They got to the airport in 45 minutes on their plane, this would not Chicago. This is pre 9 11. This is pre after a blizzard. Yes. This is pre 9 11 security, clearly. Yeah, because you could just run in. <laughs> it, it, that scene, from the minute that they wake up until the minute that they realize Kevin's gone, that segment is my favorite part of this film. It never stops and it's perfect. And the music is yes. phenomenal. It's Run Run Rudolph, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No, no, that's the, that's the airport. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it when they're getting ready? In the house? Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of commotion going on downstairs. Commotion. Poor Macaulay still in the attic. Guys? This is the part where I'm like, this poor child's been abandoned. Back at home. The cowlick in his hair. Kevin wakes up and heads downstairs. We see the plane take off. Kevin heads to the kitchen and turns on the TV. He starts to wonder where everyone is, looking concerned. <laughs> Kevin wanders around the house calling out to his different family members. He even heads down to the basement, where the creepy furnace freaks him out. That furnace, uh, yeah, that, that furnace ain't real. That, that, that ain't right. <laughs> Doesn't it, it talk? No, it, no like, it just makes a... It might, like, they might have done, like, a... I think that was something in the trivia. Okay. Because I know it's like lifted up with like fishing lines. Because it does or do this, and I think at the I end don't... it yells Kevin or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looks like the mangler from a Stephen King movie. Uh, <laughs> Kevin wanders around the house. Okay, so he's wandering around. He sees the furnace. He freaks out. He runs outside and sees the cars are in the garage and thinks his family didn't go to the airport. He doesn't realize he took a van. 
Back inside, he thinks he made his family disappear, and the look on this kid's face is priceless. Made my family disappear. <laughs> made my family disappear. And this kid is written so well, he does exactly what any kid at eight years old would do if this actually happened. Yes. He celebrates. He hops on his parents' bread. He eats junk food. He zooms around the house screaming like a maniac. He breaks into his brother's buzz stash, taking out firecrackers and chucking a copy of Playboy over his no head. No clothes on any of these women. Sickening. <laughs> 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 I- Those balls have not dropped yet. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm pretty sure even at nine when I found my brother's stash, I was not sickened. I was like, what is this? So is your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> do you know the background about that photo? Yes, yes I do. <laughs> tell us, tell us what it is. Well, it they were so they were so afraid that a a woman would be offended <laughs> by that that they had someone dress a man dress up in a wig and took the photo. <laughs> Which is awesome because I didn't even notice that. Like, I saw no, the picture and I was like, no. that's a man? <laughs> nope. Uh, then he uses his brother's BB gun to shoot action figures down a laundry chute. Next, he watches the movie. His uncle won't let him watch Angels with Filthy Souls, but it's violent death scene in which one gangster shoots another, scares him, and he covers his eyes. It's a black and white movie. I'll, I'll give him this. It's it, it's violent movie. It's supposed to be scary. We're supposed to believe that an eight-year-old will be scared by this. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's scared by a furnace. He's scared by fake shooting. But? But, you know, two intruders. (laughs) Who say they're going to kill him four times in the film. (laughs) Keep the change, you filthy animal. That was my ringtone for the longest (laughs) time. (laughs) I got that after every text that would play. Whoa. That's commitment. Because every time, I mean, I would laugh. Like, a month later, I'd still laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure every time I went off in public, people were like, I'm alone. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, On the plane, it's nighttime. Kevin's mother tells his father that she has a feeling they forgot something. Uh, His dad says he forgot to close the garage. But Kevin's mother says that's not it. Suddenly, she realized, Kevin! And there you go. The The movie has started. And by the way, Catherine O'Hara kills this Kevin, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's great in the whole film. Yeah. Uh, I love it when she's bartering, by the way, mm-hmm. in her mm-hmm. And I hate the couple she's bartering with because I'm like, what tell? couple would do that? No, seriously. <laughs> but, yeah. None of the 90s, man. <laughs> you just walk right through the airport. You don't, doesn't matter you what plane you You can buy a on. ticket that day at the counter. You could sell that ticket to somebody else in front of the ticket oh, counter no. for a Rolex. That good old day. <laughs> well, maybe not a real Rolex, but who can tell? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back at the McAllister house, Kevin rides a toboggan down the stairs and directly out the door. But according to physics, that wouldn't have worked because of the angle. At wi- <laughs> I swear to God, this is true. The angle at which the scene when he's going down, he would have hit the wall. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Yeah, that bothers. <laughs> Thanks, Sheldon. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, cutting back to the plane, Kevin's mother consults with the airplane staff about trying to call home. She feels guilty. Uh, how long does it take to fly to France? Mm. On it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, we haven't traveled much. <laughs> I want to know a timeline here. Uh, 12, 14 hours. So, Getting there and then getting a plane back to Chicago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. probably given an hour and a half layaway, probably, or layoff, layoff, layoff. 
<laughs> it's late. I don't know. Okay. You just vo- Are you I, going to pause this so we don't... No. Oh. Earlier, earlier you did claim that my vocabulary was very rich, and now it is gone. <laughs> it is okay. gone. I ruined it. So they make at least one stop. Okay. Where what do we know? It was in... Uh, he was going to Sheboygan. He was around Sheboygan. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Wisconsin? I don't know. Because it's not a direct flight. Oh, okay. Because wh- where else would she meet John Candy? That's right. He's not going to drive a van from France. I thought that the kids were in France, though. Didn't they get to France? She couldn't get a direct flight back to Chicago. No, she you're thinking of the else. superior movie, Home Alone 2, oh, where they're in <laughs> Florida, and they're watching the French movie. Wait, did they? <laughs> no, that, it's where it's storming outside. That's in Florida. Yeah, it rained yeah. the whole time in Florida. Yeah, because they're watching It's a Wonderful Life in French. Right. But, okay, no, there has to, they had to have stopped. They had to have stopped. Which is weird. She didn't um, get a flight back to Chicago. She got a flight to another part of the. That's place. right, and then John Candy picked and that's up. when John. So she Candy went all the way to France, and then came back. Yes, yes. zoinks. Okay. Yes. Um, regardless, it's about a uh, nonstop from Chicago to Paris, what? is uh, seven hours and fifty minutes. What? Oh, oh what? I was way off. Well, in the nineties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is this change for inflation? Everything was yeah. slower. <laughs> inflation time. It's about eleven. <laughs> now it's anywhere from like ten to eleven hours if you do one stop. Okay. All right, so 10, 11 hours, one stop, probably. Yeah. You got to figure, the relatives in France are buying tickets for 12 people. They probably were like, you're doing a stop someplace. You know, we're not doing just a straight shot. Someone has to have, like, gone back in time and, like, looked up their actual flight. Like, okay, if the McAllisters were actually on oh this flight in 1990. Yeah. There's someone out there that did that, right? Are you, because you're considering it. It was the same person who probably <laughs> calculated how fast Santa how. would have to go in order to hit every kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay, uh, let's see. Outside the McAllister house at night, two burglars show up in a van. One of them, Harry, is the fake cop from the first scene. He pretended to be a police officer in order to ask the McAllisters and other families what security precautions they were taking. But we knew that due to foreshadowing. <gasps> Look at that! Someone teaches language arts! <laughs> Thus allowing himself to break into the homes of people who will be gone. He demonstrates to the other burglar, Marv, how certain houses have automatic lights timed to come on at a specific hour. They go to break into the McAllister house through the basement, but Kevin turns on the basement light, making the burglars think someone's still home and scaring them off. Kevin, equally scared, hides under a bed. So he is scared. He is scared. Yeah. He He wasn't totally fearless. I think he eventually just got tired of being scared. In about one sentence, he'll get tired. In about one sentence, he'll get tired. After arriving in France, the McAllister immediately moved to call home, forcing a French lady away from a payphone. Kevin decides to stop being a wimp. Uh, I'm so glad that all it takes is a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I'm does it take for any of us? I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what happens with all of us? We're like, hey, I've had enough. <laughs> I'm going to be, gr- I'm going to have six pack abs tomorrow. Well, but- I mean, his whole family's dead. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> He's got to move on. He's the man of the house now. <laughs> <laughs> he comes up, he runs out yelling, I'm not afraid anymore. Except for that damn furnace. <laughs> uh, but when Marley the snow shovel guy steps in front of him on the sidewalk, Kevin <laughs> screams and runs inside, jumping into bed and hiding under the sheets. Just like a typical man. I've changed. No, nope, you afraid haven't. not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kevin's mother calls the police back in America, asking them to go check on Kevin. I've noticed this in a couple of John Hughes films. The police are always inept. Oh, they have to be. In order for the film to continue, they have to not do their job. Right. You know, it's Carl, from, it's Carl from Billy Madison. Crazy Carl's right. That was Carl, the police yeah, officer? Police officer's Carl. Whoa. Yeah. I, like, I, that's I, right. Uh, 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 Hyper on two. Hold, please. Because <laughs> <laughs> one of the best yeah. 
One of the best goofs in that movie is when he's eating the donut yes. and the donut sticks to the receiver. <laughs> yes. We used to talk about that all the time. I was like, that's perfect because you can't plan it. It's not like they stuck Velcro on the donut no. and they stuck the receiver. And he just like nonchalantly just like dusts his receiver <laughs> off while he's talking to an Amber Alert. Yeah. And he's like, whatever, oh. passing you back to the police. Finally, they tell, oh, go ahead. But, uh, let's talk about Chicago. Yes. They've got more stuff on their plate. Oh, true. True. Right, but I've got a feeling that if somebody calls from this neighborhood, that cop is checking it out. A couple murders in Chicago, I've heard. But, eh, it's in the it's last a, five minutes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there have Crime been a couple of murders. Crime rate, 1990 <laughs> Chicago. And with inflation. Thanks, George Bush Sr. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, see, it didn't really rise until, ooh, like, jeez. <laughs> the Untouchables. <laughs> 2015, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it got a little rough. It's an uncertain year. It's a little wonky. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the cops knocks on the door. Kevin's still hiding in bed and won't answer the door, and the cop thinks no one's home. Uh, Gosh, with the, the audacity. Tell her to count her kids again. <laughs> I know! <laughs> Good God. Uh, <laughs> now the McAllisters try to find a flight back to America, but everything is booked until Friday, two days from the present. Now, mind you, it's really two and a half because they left. They got to France. Mm-hmm. So we're two and a half days. The airport staff agrees to let Kevin's mom stay at the airport on standby. They'll let her know if an early seat opens up. Uh, back at home, Kevin goes through... Uh. An involved bathroom grooming routine, which is a staple of a John Hughes film. This is a wonderful, wonderful scene. Yes. Is this the when he's dancing to the music? Yeah. Mm-hmm. White Christmas. I'm dreaming of White Christmas? Yeah. Can we just say that the soundtrack of this movie, outside of John Williams, is basically oh, a greatest hits of the all the best, oldest hits? It is the best Christmas songs. <laughs> yeah. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Yes. Uh, so have yourself a merry little Christmas. Oh, it's one of my have, Having being born in 1991. Yes. When I finally used aftershave, I was like on edge because I'd watched this movie oh. for 18 years. It's like, I remember like, so like gingerly being like, just gently apply it. Yeah. I might scream. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Uh, so yeah, he, the classic Macaulay Culkin scream. Yes. Referenced in Dogma. Yes. <laughs> True. Now one with the child. With the- I had nothing to do with that. Uh, th- okay, so the airport staff agrees. Okay, we're, we're past that. But he gets, he gets what he sets out for, but breaking into Buzz's room, breaking all the damn shelves. Uh, he gets Buzz's life savings. Mm-hmm. Stealing. Hmm. Oh. And inadvertently setting Buzz's tarantula free in the process, and you know how I feel about fucking spiders. <laughs> yeah. Did not feel this at all. Well, apparently Marv felt the same way, so. Marv gave a, a phenomenal scream. What a great character. Marv? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, apparently him and Pesci didn't get along. Really? Oh, yeah, because Daniel Stern was kind of like, ah, I'm going to try to poke Pesci because he can't swear on this film. Oh. <laughs> wow. Which I think today, if they made this movie today, they would let Pesci go off. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, when they blow Torch's head, I don't think he's going, he's dropping some F-bombs. Could you imagine, like, them making this movie, but, like, being okay with it being rated R? <gasps> like, a kid's... Today, yes. You know, like, with the kids' movie, like, I mean, it. Yeah. Get kid actors, but just mm-hmm. let, them, let everyone oh, yeah. do their own thing. Yeah. By the way, fun fact about Daniel Stern, yes. I, his son ran for California State Senate, and I think won. What? Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like during the playoffs. Well, I'm watching Netflix. I finished Netflix series Love, and he. Okay, what'd you it. think? I 
enjoy it. I'd enjoyed it. I enjoyed it on a couple of different levels because I feel like there's a sincerity in each of the characters, mm-hmm. but we don't need to talk about that on this. <laughs> <if you don't laughs> we can talk about that afterwards. The funny thing is, I love the female in it. Yes, yeah, she's and fantastic. And I hate the male. Oh, yeah, you gotta get you gotta get around. How the only reason he's on is because he wrote. He it. wrote it. I know. I know. <laughs> it's the same thing. She is a phenomenal character, and yes. her father, yes. played by Marv, was phenomenal, and yeah. it makes so much sense. He was a total drunk. Yeah. Yeah. That was talking Netflix. Anyway, yeah, outside he I notices. <laughs> outside, no, it's okay. Outside he notices someone is in a neighbor's hood's, neighbor's house. He thought they went to Florida. Kevin doesn't realize it, but it's the bur- burglars. What happened to the damn kid that was walking around? Yeah, where that kid's been home alone this whole time, <laughs> and no one's noticed. <laughs> While they're looting the house, Kevin's dad leaves a message on the neighbor's answering machine. Marv hears it and realizes the family's in Paris. Though he doesn't realize that they left Kevin home. Kevin goes to a local store to buy a toothbrush, but when old man Marley enters and slams that hand down on the register, Kevin is terrified and runs away, accidentally taking the toothbrush with him. A clerk chases him, sicking a nearby cop on Kevin. Kevin eludes the cop, sliding through an ice skating rink on his knees at high speed, a la Just Friends, darting through the legs of skaters. Oh, I love Just Friends. <laughs> the cop falls <gasps> in the process. A Christmas movie. Can we do it next? <gasps> Talked about it. <laughs> okay. Walking home, Kevin feels guilty about the toothbrush, like he's a criminal. Ugh. He has no idea how far this is going to go with no. his criminality. Th- this is just mm-hmm. the tip of the iceberg for this little mm. sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to refer to him that as one lady. <laughs> just stole that joke from me. It's fine. Edit it out. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Why is he buying a toothbrush? Doesn't he have one? I think they... Uh, I, I'm like, oh, I think they must have packed it. <laughs> like that's, oh, my, yeah, that's okay. my reasoning as I was reading that. I'm like, mm, I bet they probably packed it. No, that's probably it. They packed. Thanks, it. mom. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't notice something, and that was when they when Kevin spills the soda on the table. Uh, they do a shot of the garbage can where the napkins are being thrown in, and apparently one of the plane tickets is thrown yes. in. Also. Kevin's. Yes, Kevin's. I didn't even notice that until this time. Mm, well, there you go. Because I was like, why are you always doing a little slow shot of that? Because you're watching with your adult eyes. I know. <laughs> Not your childlike <laughs> wonder eyes. And that's why they didn't have Kevin's ticket and wonder where he was. That's exactly. right. Also, they just like handed them a wad. Let's go back to the airport. <laughs> they <laughs> hand them a wad of tickets. I know. And it's like the scene in Superbad where he hands them an $80 bill. He's like, hmm, thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah. And the parents are in first class and all the damn kids sure. are in the back. As it go. should be. No, uh, I'm just kidding. I'd, I'm kidding. If I was a stranger on that flight, I'd be pissed. Oh, they, yeah. They said they felt like heels. <laughs> and the dad says the only flying I did as a child was in the family station wagon. Doesn't just yes. doesn't doesn't Frank say something like after they after they realize they've left Kevin, he's like, Well, I've lost my car keys before. Is that, is that, uh, <laughs> makes you feel any better. I left yeah. my reading glasses. <laughs> uh in the house. Uh, the two burglars are burglarizing. We see Marv leave the water on. <laughs> and, oh, yes. Intentionally flooding the house. So not only are they burglars, they're dicks too. No, they no, no, just him because he wants a handle or whatever it's <laughs> called. <laughs> like an Instagram handle. He wants to be the wet bandits. Right. We've got to leave our signature mark. That's, my, that's a pretty good impression, but by the way. It is very good. Thank you. The, it's funny, though. They're driving a van that says, OK, plumbing. And there's going to flood. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's ironic. The amount of damage they're going to do beyond the burglarizing to a house with just having the water on. Unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. And it's actually, you kind of don't want a signature mark because you don't want the police to notice that this is the same person. Right. Uh, Let alone, (laughs) you've got all these houses flooding and there's the the only car driving in this damn neighborhood is a plumbing truck. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Harry thinks this is sick, but tolerates it. As they drive away, they almost hit Kevin with their van. Ah. Yeah. Uh, they tell him to be more careful and wish him a Merry Christmas. Did you know that they filmed that backwards? Wait, what? So rewatch that scene. They filmed it backwards. Where it goes for up his, his face? Uh-huh. Watch that, how his mouth moves. It's backwards. That's why it looks so weird. Oh, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Because they couldn't get it to. It was. It would have been unsafe to get that close of a shot. So I they was going to in reverse. Because I was going to say when I watched it, I was like, "How do you get a kid to agree to stand in front of a truck and say, don't worry, kid, it's going to stop?'" <laughs> yep. All they did was have him scream and they move it back, and that's why his mouth looks so weird. Oh, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. Sandy, don't visit the funeral home, little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. I never even thought about it. Well, that's why I'm here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we brought her in for that. <laughs> Anything, fun you know? Facts, well, I mean, you could watch a YouTube video about fun facts about Home Alone, like right <laughs> before you uh, get on a podcast about Home Alone. Oh, secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Harry doesn't like how Kevin looked at him and decides to follow him. Kevin notices the van and starts to run. He should notice it. It's the only damn car in the neighborhood. Okay, but as a child of the 80s that watched every single one of those after school specials. After school specials <laughs> I don't trust a van to this day. Oh, no. Especially an unmarked white van. Like, I do not trust vans. Yeah. He evades the robbers by hiding in the nativity display of a church. Nice tactic. Mm. Uh, though, I don't know too many nativity uh, setups at churches that have actual blankets. Mm, true. Isn't it all porcelain? Or the glow, glow family? Yeah. <laughs> like they're, like, glowing. Yeah, it is now. It, ah, okay. 1990. <laughs> 1990. <laughs> we spent time and extra money on blankets. It was a different time. For our icons. <laughs> we invested in the church when I was <laughs> <laughs> That's where all that damn tithing went. We had tithing. <laughs> he vows to be ready when these guys come up. He's realized they're robbers, apparently. Pretty smart for an eight-year-old. Uh, at night, the robbers pull up outside his house, but Kevin has orchestrated a fake party bullshit in the house with oh. a cardboard cutout of Michael Jordan and a mannequin in the windows. It tricks Her- Marvin Harry, and they leave. As a, as this, is, this is a scene that's for kids. Yes. yes. This is a kid's scene yep. right here because kids go, that would totally work. That's yep. amazing. Yeah. And every sure. adult said, you ain't putting that shit together, <laughs> no. wrapping it on his hands, putting that much effort into it for who knows how long, hoping that they'll run by. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and he played great music. He really he did. He had a great playlist for his party. Yeah. yeah. And I, I loved how the, the silhouettes in the window fooled Harry and Marv. Mm. Just moving back and <laughs> forth like they're at a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Uh, which is funny because at the beginning of this, you get the feeling these people are seasoned burglars. They know what they're doing. They got their police outfits, their case in every yeah, joint. They, they mm-hmm. know when timers are going off. Mm-hmm. Fooled by silhouettes. Right. All right. Uh, in France, it's the McAllisters, except for the mom who's at the airport. 
And they're all watching It's a Wonderful Life in French and look bored. Buzz says he's not worried about Kevin giving an idiotic explanation why. Doesn't he go like, number one, for three reasons. A, <laughs> I'm not that lucky. <laughs> Two, we use smoke detectors. And D, we live on the most boring street in the whole United States of America where nothing even remotely dangerous will ever happen. <laughs> Except for his yet a little brother. That's why there are no cars. He's like, literally nothing happens in our neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, back at home, Kevin orders a pizza, but uses the death scene from Angels with Filthy Souls played on the TV to mimic a gangster menacing the pizza boy. To get out of paying for stuff. Like, so it goes back to... He no, because he does pay him. No, he pays him, oh, but like... dang it. You're that right. That was so much effort. For what? Yeah. You could have been like, oh, here you go. Thank you. And close the door. And do you know how hard it is to cue a VCR? Yes. <laughs> Joel does not. Joel has I'm no sure. idea what we're talking about. So there know. were these things called VCRs. <laughs> because when, when TNT and TBS decided to give me the big old screw and stop playing Home Alone, you played it on guess a, what on I did? VCR? I went up and found my tape. Ah, very nice. Gosh, but, you're an upbeat lady. <laughs> but there's a part in this movie, like during that scene, where it totally skips part of the dialogue yeah. between snakes and Johnny. Yes. And that's when I was like, not possible. You cannot go that fluidly from mm -hmm. one clip to another. Mm -hmm. Even if you have the timestamp on the top and you stop it, yes. it always went like seven seconds ahead. Yeah, and you were like, come on! Perfect. It was not perfect. Um, so yeah, he does this, thinking the gang and the pizza boy runs away, thinking the gangster on TV was a real person shooting at him. Now, if you see all the t size of that TV, the gunshots from that are we're, not going to... Nobody. Yeah, and he goes to the front of the house and you can still hear him. Mm -hmm. What the hell? <laughs> Now, if he used one of those 1990s surround sound systems it's a that, family that, that movie. family probably had, I'd buy that. If this movie was made today, he's sitting at the kitchen counter eating the pizza while like editing it on GarageBand, <laughs> with, and he puts his uh, Dre pill by the door. He's like, can you believe these acoustics? And like looks at the camera, and then it goes back to the movie. At the airport in Paris, Kevin's mom tries to bribe an elderly American couple with her watch and jewelry to let her take the seats. The ca they cave in and agree after a lot of prodding. For real. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, here's first class seats. And they're like, no, no, we're on our way. Now, I did hear somebody mention the other day, which was because I told somebody at work and they were like, you don't know where they were going. What if they were going to a funeral? Oh, crap. Wow. You, you and your reasonable doubt. Mm. Damn it. <laughs> At home, Kevin watches TV and feels lonely. He wants his family back. Mm. Apparently, TV is only fun. Finally, it took a day and a half for you to feel regret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a day and a half and being chased by people. That's right. Well, he's, he's, it was fear he was, before. It was, it was. Uh, next morning, Kevin lip syncs, White Christmas, and burns his face with aftershave again. Uh, he never learns. Kevin heads to the grocery store. When he checks out, the checkout lady is suspicious. I love this scene. Thinking he's there by himself. Now, this scene was actually re-shot. Uh, re because wow. originally, it was the store manager behind the cashier who was asking all the questions. Oh, yeah. This, that's, a better, that's a better move. Yeah. In the trailer, it's the store manager asking him all the questions, and he's saying the same lines. So, oh, another... Got it. And the, maybe one of the first instances were, something in the trailer was not in the damn movie. Oh. <laughs> he's still bitter about Star Wars. I am. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Kevin... Okay. When the okay. But... Cle Ke <laughs> But Kevin claims his mother is waiting outside after she quizzes him. As he walks home, the grocery bags break, spilling their contents on the ground. I love this scene. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Defeat. When, when he gets home, he does laundry in the basement. The furnace freaks him out again, but he gets over his fear, realizing it's just a furnace and not some sort of evil being. 
It's a nice and empowering moment. Shut up. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were telling Joe to shut no. up. I did too for a second. <laughs> no, he walks shut down. Up. He walks out and he goes, shut up. And then the furniture <laughs> just turns off. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, Kevin's mother arrives in the United States in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I've been there. Home of the office. Uh, to be specific, she's been relayed there from Dallas after leaving Paris. Which makes sense because there is so much polka music in Scranton, northeastern Pennsylvania. In the Midwest in general. Mm, well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. She's trying to get a flight to, pol- sh- to polka. <laughs> Take a flight to polka. She's trying to get a flight to Chicago where the McAllisters are from. The airline can't get her a seat, but a guy named Gus Polinski steps up. Oh. Yeah, and everybody sees John Candy and goes, too soon. Gone too soon. Yeah. He leads a polka band and he invites her to travel with the band in a rental van since they're headed to Milwaukee. Chicago is on the way and they can drop her off. And so this, single, th- this, young, this young parent right here jumps into a U-Haul van with seven men she doesn't know. Desperate, man. <laughs> hey, man. Good dude for the kid. Yeah. Uh, back in the Chicago area. Chicago. Yeah. Kevin leaves his house, and Harry and Marv spot him cutting down a pine tree in his yard. As he decorates the tree, Harry looks in the window. Kevin sees Harry reflected in an ornament and yells for his dad, trying to fake Harry out. But Harry realizes it's a trick. He knows Kevin's home alone. Kevin hears Harry and Marv talking outside, saying they'll be back to rob the house at 9 p.m. Good thing they gave him a time. Yeah. <laughs> convenient that he was also polishing the shiniest ornament at the tree that could reflect like that now here's my question it's Chicago in the winter they could have come at 4pm and it would have been just yep. as Still dark, as dark. Yep. and it wouldn't have been past his bedtime Fair. Yep. Uh, later at night Kevin heads to a local Christmas display with a fake elf and Santa Kevin believes the imitation Santa works for the real Santa and asks him to tell Santa to give him his family back but Santa, thinking they're dead, grimly says he'll see what he can do. He <laughs> keeps here's ca- a tic tac. Everybody should get some your Santa. Appetite. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> On his way home, Kevin sees a happy family getting ready for Christmas together. He goes to church, and old man Marley sits next to him, wishing him a Merry Christmas. Kevin looks scared at first, but Marley tells him that there are silly rumors going around among the kids in the neighborhood about him. Because when I kidnap them, they tell me about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how would he know? Because <laughs> my best friend's eight. <laughs> like, <laughs> so weird. I only murdered two kids. Uh, t- turns out he's a nice guy. Except for that one kid from the beginning of the <laughs> movie. We <laughs> He and Kevin chat. After Kevin tells Marley about how he feels guilty about how he treated his family, Marley says he's at church to see his granddaughter sing in the choir, but he's become estranged from his son, the granddaughter's father, over an argument they had years ago. He tells Kevin that, for this reason, he and his son won't spend Christmas together as a family. Kevin explains how he conquered his fear of the basement, urging Marley to conquer his fear of contacting his son. Marley seems uncertain, but says they'll see what happens. Before they leave, they shake hands. It's a good thing this eight-year-old came along in this old man's life to tell him these things. I like the switch of that. And you know what? This is my second favorite scene in the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because an eight-year-old would talk to an old person like this if they were by themselves. Yes. This is a very believable scene. And it's touching. It's like... Remember we talked about Toy Story 2 and we talked about how that Sarah McLachlan movie or the song just doesn't feel right in that movie? It's a great song. This scene feels like it doesn't belong in this movie, but it works. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> not welcome in church yeah. <laughs> well everyone's welcome in church yeah uh, Kevin races home 
and prepares for the burglars, crafting an elaborate series of booby traps. And this is my favorite piece of the music, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, he maps it all out. There are toy cars to slip on, ice on the steps, a flaming hot doorknob, a nail on one of the stairs, a fan ready to coat a burglar in feathers, and more. It's like a game of mousetrap, just life-size and capable of killing you. I feel like right. the music in this scene, whoever started Trans-Siberian Orchestra was like watching this on their yes. couch, and they just like sat up, and they were like, honey, get my cello. So, fun fact, that's like my dad's favorite Christmas music. I've seen them live. Trans-Siberian? Oh, uh, yes. I bet before then, he was a Mannheim fan. Oh, yeah. Probably. I yeah. had those albums, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah. No, that, they have an amazing concert. I would love it. Like snows it. indoors. Yeah. They do well. It's pretty sick. They do yeah, well. They do well. <laughs> They're still touring. Really puts you in the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing better than the Christmas spirit. No. Mm. Kevin says grace and is about to eat a microwavable macaroni and cheese dinner, but the clock strikes nine and the burglars arrive. Boy, are they timely. Am uh, I the only one that can like taste that macaroni and I cheese? Can't. Literally. <laughs> I know exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> You can like feel how like it's flexible the container is, but also how hot it is. Still yeah. is. But it is, like he's eating dinner at nine. Mm. Well, he has a long night ahead. He had of him. A long, <laughs> but shouldn't he carb up or at least get some protein <laughs> to deal with this? Harry and Marv. No, no. Kevin pumps his BB gun and waits. Harry and Marv knock on the door, claiming they're Santa and an elf. Uh, through the dog door, Kevin shoots Harry in the balls. No, the, let's go back to the bet. One of the, another great blooper in this movie, where Daniel Stern goes shit when he drops his <laughs> shoe. <laughs> when he like he go, like puts his shoe in the dog hole. He like if you listen closely, he goes shit and yeah. like reaches back in and gets his shoe. Oh, <laughs> made it past the PG censors. Yes, nice. He reacts in pain. Obviously, Marv puts his head through the door, and Kevin shoots him between the eyes. Hello. <laughs> The burglars decide to split paths. Marv goes down to the basement while Harry goes around the front. Harry immediately slips and falls on the icy steps while Marv does the same around back, crashing to the bottom of the stairs leading to the basement entrance. But they're not done yet. They still want in. That's where the loot yeah, is. That's where I'd be like, okay, we're, we're going to go. That's where the loot is, though. This is the house that they need to get. This is the, this yeah. is the crown jewel. The white yeah. whale. The white whale. <laughs> uh, Harry tries to mount the stairs, falling a second time, while Marv struggles to even get up. Using a crowbar, 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 Marv tries to open the door before realizing that it's ominously unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> he enters the basement and tries to turn on a light, but the light cord is actually attached to a clothes iron, which flies down the laundry chute and smashes him on the head. Perfectly square. This kid knows physics. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Harry forces his way to the top of the steps and then burns his hand on the hot doorknob. Uh, climbing up the stairs inside the basement, Bar- Marv loses his shoes on the sticky tar. That's Kevin's spread on the stairway. Then he steps with his bare foot on uh, a nail and falls back down the stairs. I don't know how many years I closed my eyes during this Yeah, scene. This is painful. That's tough painful to watch. One. Yeah. Uh, and again, most common people would be like, this isn't the house to be yet. Yeah. Something's wrong. Harry heads back. I to don't the know, man. Pride, pride is a dense critter. <laughs> <laughs> Getting punked by a kindergartner. A kindergartner. Harry heads back to the kitchen entrance and opens the door. It's unlocked, but tied to a blowtorch, which burns the top of his head. Just the top of his head. Yes. Not his face. Not like. 
Uh, he this ch- kid knows physics. He charges back in, tearing off the blowtorch. Harry exits the basement and goes back outside, where he decides to climb in through a window. Meanwhile, Harry runs through a booby trap that coats him in glue and then covers him in feathers, blown at him by a fan. Iconic. What? There's a lot to put together in just a couple of hours before they get there. I can barely get laundry done between 5 and 9 p.m. What happened to your shoes? Why are you dressed like a chicken? (laughs) Meadow goes, yup. After Marv enters the window, still without his shoes, he hurts his feet by stepping on Christmas ornaments Kevin spread under the window. Sugar glass. Yeah. And Uh, that's the one that sets him off. Yeah, right now I'm angry. <laughs> it that's wasn't the nail. That, that's when he says, I'm going to kill this kid. It wasn't the nail. It wasn't the iron. No. It wasn't, it wasn't falling down the steps. <laughs> you left the door unlocked for him, so there's a little bit of grace left. Thank you. Sh- not shooting him in the balls with a BB. No. Woo. Just in the head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, heading towards the upstairs st- staircase, the two burglars meet up and then promptly slip on toy cars. Micro machines did not slip like that. No, no, uh, they didn't. Now they were Hot Wheels. I hot Wheels. I was about to say that. That's exactly <laughs> correct. But you're gonna see the Hot Wheels if you're walking on the corner. You're gonna see those Hot Wheels. You're gonna yeah, that's true. Yeah, Micro machines, yeah. you wouldn't have noticed. They're as basically much. an atom. <laughs> <laughs> when they get up, Kevin smacks them with paint cans tied to string, knocking them over. Harry loses his gold tooth. He would lose a lot more with a full paint can hitting you in the face. Uh, they yeah. just look at his jaw. Yeah. Uh, Kevin calls the police. I thought the phones were down. Well, I just like that he can estimate the two separate heights of these burglars with the paint cans. (laughs) Like, he's constantly like, oh, I guess he's about 5'2". This guy's about 5'7". All right, great. Yeah. So he's like, we're going to wait until he gets to the third step. The other guy, maybe (laughs) 7 or 8. Isn't the same gag done in Home Alone 2? No, no. Uh, yes, and they, they did one they, the behind. No. They did a the, oh yeah yes, yeah yeah beat, no because he, he, he moved out of the way right he moved out of the way and, and then one. he throws the giant <laughs> steel <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but but here's the thing I can't remember what I was gonna say go on <laughs> I have no idea uh, let's see Kevin calls the police telling them he's being robbed oh he... no phone lines went back up the next day they said we're gonna have your phone lines up in a couple of days because the police try to call the house and he's afraid oh. of the phone and he doesn't pick up that's right but when the answer machine pick up. Uh, that was a luxury. They spent all their they, money on the $2 million house. <laughs> <laughs> we can't deal with these answering machine things. We don't want to know who's trying to get a hold of us. <laughs> uh, so he gives them the neighbor's address since he plans to run over to that house, leading the burglars after him. Uh, Mar- which Does that mean he broke an enter into somebody else's house? Yes, he did. Okay. Yep. 100%. Marv almost catches Kevin as Kevin runs up the attic. He grabs onto Kevin's pant leg. This is frightening. And then Kevin spots Buzz's tarantula, and I'm frightened, and puts it on Marv's face, giving the greatest Daniel Stern screen ever. Yeah. Done in one take. Yes. I wouldn't have, want to have to do that a second time. Nope. That'd blow up my voice. I couldn't do that. The tarantula crawls onto Harry, and Marv smashes him with a crowbar, trying to kill it unsuccessfully. Now, it should be noted that they did use a real tarantula here. They had convinced Daniel Stern they were going to do a robotic one. Oh, and they were like, well, we can't do it, apparently, when he got on set. They are like, we can't do the right. It didn't look real enough, so we're going to use the real one. He goes, well, can you take the, the venom out? He goes, well, if we take the venom out of it, then it'll kill the tarantula. He goes, yeah, but if you keep it in, it'll kill me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a chance we're willing to take. Because oh <laughs> it was the 90s, and we didn't have all these, you know. Well, Daniel Stern also knew immediately this was going to be a hit. He was that, cause he, oh, yeah. He was, like, the first person to sign on to this movie. He was like, really? I'm, t- I'm doing it, definitely. That's great. Uh. Ke- uh, let's see. 
Kevin Ziplines from the Attic to His Treehouse. It's a hell of a zipline he put in. Nice and sturdy. Uh, idiotically, Harry and Marv try to climb along the line to reach him. Kevin uses hedge clippers to cut the line, sending Harry and Marv slamming into the wall of the house. Uh, It's a hard rope to cut with uh, bush shears. Garden (laughs) shears. That's that's a tough one. Yeah. I've used bolt cutters, and it's still pretty difficult to cut rope that thick. In the dead of winter. Yeah. Tiny arms, (laughs) little noodles coming out of his elbows. Uh, Kevin rushes over the neighbor's house, which turns out to have been flooded by Harry and Marv when they robbed it. Wet bandits. Uh, Kevin makes his way through the neighbor's wet basement, but the burglars, wising up, intercept him at the top of the stairs. Hiya, pal. They prepare to torture Kevin in all the ways he injured them. But first, Harry says he's going to bite Kevin's fingers off. Which he bit him so hard, Macaulay Culkin still (laughs) has a scar. No way. Yes. Yes. (laughs) At one point, he did bite down, and apparently there was a nudge that took... He got nudged or something and broke the skin. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Pesci just felt awful about that, honestly. Fortunately, old man Marley sneaks up on the burglars from behind, so apparently he's breaking and entering also, and smashes them with his snow shovel. He rescues Kevin and sends him home with a nice story that builds the legend of old man Marley. This is how I murder the children. <laughs> <laughs> The cops arrive and arrest Marvin Harry, noting that they knew every house Harry and Marv hit since the burglars flooded them all. <laughs> Classic Marv. Signature. From the back of the cop car, Harry looks angrily at Kevin, who smiles and waves from his house's window. In the van with the polka band, Kevin's mom worries that she's a bad parent. Gus comforts her by talking about what terrible dads <laughs> all the band members are. Gus tells her that he accidentally left one of the kids at a funeral parlor all day. And by the time Gus and his wife found him, the boy was traumatized. But started talking again after six or seven weeks. Kids are resilient <laughs> like that. Surprisingly, this doesn't cheer Kate up. No. No. She's not yeah. into this. The next morning, Christmas, uh, Kevin wakes up and rushes downstairs, hoping Santa gave him his family back. Oh, but I love the little Christmas tree he makes all by himself. It's so not Charlie Brown. <laughs> no, no, but it's so sweet. Yes. No one's there. <sighs> the polka band drops Kevin's mom off and she heads inside, calling out to Kevin. He comes downstairs and they happily re- reunite Aww. and everybody gets a little the, bit of a tear in their and eye. And the music wells and so do our eyes. Finally starts snowing. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Can we talk about the snow for a minute? Sure. <laughs> it was Beautiful. so much snow. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen that much snow. But I'm, I'm so need... sorry, honey. That's okay, Mom. I knew you'd come back. Where, where's, where's the rest of the family? <laughs> oh, they're, they're still in France, honey. They're coming. Hey, here they all come. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> How did you all get here? Oh, we took the flight you decided not to take. God damn it. <laughs> I would have been so pissed as that mother. <laughs> You mean I could have, like, enjoyed a day? Imagine that. When the mother worries that they don't have any milk for anything, Kevin tells them he went shopping the day before. Everyone is surprised. You did this, Kevin? All by yourself? It's pretty cool you didn't burn down the house. (laughs) Whatever. I'm still going to ruin your life. I just love that he cleaned up everything except for that piece of shit Buzz's room. He unties the paint cans. He cleans up tar At from the stairs. Time? At what time? We're yeah. talking like cleans 3 a.m. up the now. tar. But my, I think my dad brought that up. He's like, how do you have time to clean all this? I said, the police helped. 
One hundred percent. I bet the police helped. But when the police have stayed, then did the police even? No, did the police ever see him? Did the, the police ever oh, saw him? Oh no, no, yes. no, no. Oh, they got the tar up because the old man came old and man he came helped. And helped he used the shovel to clean up the tar. That there you go. It's like, uh, I'm gonna yeah. kill you next week. Because he did say, "Let's get you home," and they probably he probably stayed there with them. I would love to see that. That, uh, that final scene, no, the <laughs> scene that was cut where he carries him in his home and he goes, son of a bitch, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> or as he's carrying him out, steps on a friggin' nail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, otherwise, Kevin tells him he just hung around. <laughs> Kevin's yuck, yuck, dad yuck, finds yuck, Harry's yuck. gold tooth lying on the floor and is mystified as to what yeah. it is or where it came from. Kevin looks out the window and sees Marley hugging his granddaughter and celebrating Christmas with his formerly estranged son's family. They've reconciled. Kevin waves to him from the window, and he waves back. Suddenly, Buzz shouts from upstairs, asking Kevin what he did to his room. Kevin! Startled Kevin runs away from the window. And credits roll. Yay! Good times. All right, so there you go. Now we're going to do a little segment. So now you guys have listened to all of Home Alone. We have. We have. You have gotten through the whole movie. Yes. And That's now. It. You don't ever have to watch it. So if you're one of those people, spoiler alert, you don't ever have to watch it. You missed nothing. You know, what's funny is during our Star Wars podcast, this guy over here was watching the movie along with us. And we went longer than the movie. <laughs> I honestly, guys, I'm not the problem. <laughs> but let's talk Joe about. Joe JC do Star Wars. I know. <laughs> Did the awards get it right? No. Two nominations, zero wins. <laughs> it was for Best Original Score, which went to Dances with Wolves. It was up against Avalon, Ghost, Havana, and Home Alone. Big miss here. Home Alone should have won. Big miss. Yeah. Big miss. Does anybody use to this day. Can anybody here hum Dances with Wolves? No. Tatonka. <laughs> that is his name, Oh, I by forgot the way. about that one, yeah. Tatonka. That was the single. Now, Best Original Song... Uh, sooner or later from Dick Dick Tracy. Bullshit. That was, that's a Madonna song, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I can't it, believe I know that. But here's the thing. It was up against Blaze of Glory, no Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm checking out from Postcards from the Edge. Promise me you'll remember from The Godfather Part 3, and nobody remembers that, and Somewhere in My Memory from Home Alone. The only one I could say would come close to Somewhere in My Memory is Blaze of Glory. Yeah. But Madonna. I don't need, I mean, I can't even think about what it is. Blaze of Glory? Yeah. He can sing it for you. Come on, Joe. You've, I should sure have ET's in my head right now. I know. Now <laughs> ET's showed up. So the Academy decided, you know what? We're not going to give you any dap. So hopefully Home Alone will hit at the Golden Globes, the more popular choices. And instead, this goofy-ass foreign movie green card came out. Dorade Depardieu. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you pronounce his name, by the way. Best actor. Macaulay Culkin was up for this. And uh, he was up against Johnny Depp for Edward Scissorhands, Richard Gere for we, Pretty Woman. We've talked think, about this. I we've... think anyone would have been better than Gerard Depardieu. And Patrick Swayze for from Ghost. Ghost. That's excellent. <laughs> it just, that wouldn't have been fair. Um, but here, no, we did, because we, we did Pretty Woman podcast. Yep. Go back and listen. Um, and we were all like, what is Green Card? <laughs> I've seen Green Card. Really? He did not deserve that award. No. All of these movies any, are better. Any, any of the other ones, I would have been like, yeah, I see it. I see it. This is an example of all the, all the people voting, and they all cancel each other out. Yes. <laughs> and then the one French guy was like, I got an idea. And then best film, musical, or comedy, it was Green Card no. again winning over Dick Tracy, over Ghost, over Home Alone, and over Pretty Woman. No. Now, 
Ghost, I can't say, is a musical or a comedy. No, I would never consider no. it a it's comedy. It's as much a comedy as Get Out is going to be. <laughs> God. It's, it's because it had Whoopi Goldberg. And everyone's like, oh, she's a riot. Yeah. Well, she was funny in she it. She was hilarious in it, but it is a very sad movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dick Tracy, I no. Uh, Home Alone and Pretty Woman, those are your top two, I think, for the musical or comedy. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. That's, that's it, it for the uh, Golden Globe. So didn't really hit on any of them, and it probably should have with its lasting power. I don't think the Academy or the Golden Globes had any idea that this movie would become such a holiday staple. No. Uh, Joel, what did you think after watching this film? Honestly, it was as good as I remember it, if not better. Yeah? Even, even watching it as a critic, I was like, this is a better movie than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be all nostalgia. And that I was going to sit and like pick apart what was realistic and what wasn't. But I did that in high school and middle school. Yeah. That, those are the years of your life where you're just like, that could happen. Everything was horrible. That would, <laughs> they would have died because yeah. they got concussions. <laughs> Look how smart I am. Yeah. <laughs> it was a live action cartoon. That's what yes, it was. Yes, it was. It totally had that cartoon feel. And I kind of wanted... Like some kind of like, how does Kevin know all of this stuff? Like if he would have been watching cartoons in the first scene or something like right. that to like validate his wealth of knowledge. It was a deleted <laughs> scene. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, Liz, how about you? I did not rewatch this <laughs> because I'm going to see the movie at the symphony and hear live orchestra. That's awesome. So I kind of... I haven't watched it since last Christmas because mm -hmm. I watch it every Christmas. Yeah. And I kind of want a fresh eyes as possible to enjoy it with live music. I'm very excited. I saw Harry Potter mm -hmm. um, this way as well, and I highly recommend Which one? Sorcerer's Stone? Uh, the second one. Oh, the weakest. The I know, but <laughs> that's why there were tickets available. <laughs> okay. The weakest? Chamber of Secrets? Oh, I thought I heard. Yeah. I heard the first. I was like, no. Oh, no, 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 he, no. No, no, He was just saying. Yeah. Why uh, don't you, like, pay attention, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's playing that. Galaga. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. He was doing oh, No, it was Tetris the one time, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what movie we were doing, but I was like, I'm going to fall asleep <laughs> if I don't stay awake. Uh, it for helps me, me focus. It's his fidget spinner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is very entertaining. I, I still laughed at certain parts out loud by myself. I believe that. And <laughs> I got some jokes I didn't get when I was a kid. Yay. The whole the whole scene with John Candy, I always thought when I was a kid, I was like, this is boring. And then I, as an yep. adult, I'm like, this, this is, is the best. magic. This Hilarious. is the best part. <laughs> okay, next segment. Top three, bottom three. This is where we pick the top three things we love or scenes we like in this movie. And then we choose three things we dislike about the film and or that we find the weakest. Let's start with the top three. Joel, what are your top three things that you want to highlight in this movie? Um, music, obviously, but... I'll want to look at the best musician in the whole movie being John Candy <laughs> and uh, his dialogue when he's describing his band. Yeah. He's like, where he's talking about like how many albums they sold. Yeah. And she's like, it's like in Chicago, Sheboygan. Sheboygan. Really big, big in Sheboygan. Big in Sheboygan. <laughs> um, he's going over like all of his band names, like when Chris Pratt is going over like Scarecrow Boat. Yes. Everything in Parks and Rec. Yes. Amazing. Uh, number two, the Wet Bandits. As a character duo, they're just amazing. They work well together. They're super funny. As a name, it works. Yeah. No, like I didn't realize how much I like referenced back to this movie in my childhood. Yeah. yeah. Like me and my current roommate, we all like got together when we all graduated high schools, like our after our freshman year of college. And uh 
got together for like all like cool, played cornhole over at someone's house. Okay, we got in teams and we called ourselves the Wet Bandits, and we nice. just like ran through everybody. <laughs> we're like Wet Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then number one, Kevin's acting. Macaulay just, Culkin. Oh yeah. I mean, as as a child actor, we've been talking about lately, you know, with mm. Stranger Things yeah. and it, everything's like how great child actors were. Macaulay Culkin maybe go down as like one of the best child uh, actors. One of two hosts of SNL as a child. Who and was the other one? Drew Barrymore. Oh. oh. Yes. Didn't know that. But yeah. no. Kevin, Macaulay Culkin, just great. But like Kevin also as a character was just great. Yeah. What you know about what's funny uh, is I, I believe that Drew Barrymore is the SNL host when, host when she was like eight or whatever it was, when she did E.T., right? E.T., yeah. She was yeah. the youngest. That she probably acts the same way if she was today. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, her show, Santa Clarita Diet, is hysterical. It is good. That's yeah. a good one. I can't wait for season two. Yay. Uh, what about you, Liz? What are yours? Okay. So it's kind of one of those things like there are so many cut to moments, like just I call them iconic moments, mm-hmm. just like a flash in my head, the, oh, the Kevin, you know, just, just these really quick close-ups yes. that create such a great mental picture. And that's kind of what the staying power of Home Alone is for me. It has like these just like, if you think about Home Alone, all you see are these, these memes. Yeah, okay, fine. No, but in today's language, we call me, but you and I and Joel, we would call them iconic moments because that's what they are. Mm-hmm. When they do like a reel on the Academy Awards, yeah. they show a scene. They don't show a picture of Kevin with something else like this. Exactly. So <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, number two, I loved Kevin's acting. And I was of the age, around eight, nine years old, where I started to get crushes <laughs> on boys. Uh, my crush for... Um, uh, for him did not come to fruition until Richie Rich came along because oh, yeah. that's when my hormones came at the same time. Oh, And I okay. had the biggest crush on him. I just <laughs> wanted to kiss his mouth. I wanted to feel his lips on mine. Um, <laughs> and I would just, I mean, that was as, that's all I thought there was. But uh, <laughs> that was good enough for me. She was calkinized. I was calkinized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got the, I would get the magazines and put a little, Dreamy. Oh. Yeah. And now I look at him. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad my fictional relationship with him never panned through. He hit a rocky path. It's called drugs. It's and called emancipating from your parents. Oh. That, I, that I could not imagine. I could not imagine what it's like to have that. parents that are just in it for that. Yeah. Um, and number one, the music for sure. Oh, show. I'm, I mean, I paid a lot of money to go see this <laughs> live with the symphony. Watch them only play like Carol of the Bells or something. No, no. They play the whole thing from the <laughs> beginning the all the way through the credits. Really? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So it's worth it. That's pretty cool. Okay. Well, my three, uh, my number three, uh, from the minute the parents wake up after oversleeping to the minute she realizes she left Kevin behind. I just said earlier, this is my favorite segment of filmmaking. Uh, from the script to the dialogue to the direction of this whole film. Uh, the mo- my number two is the moment between Kevin and old man Marley. Mm-hmm. It's touching. And a conversation I truly believe would happen between a little kid and an old man. But my number one is the same as everybody else's, apparently. The music is amazing. Oh, yeah, John Williams is a genius. Have we said that before? <laughs> if it's not him, it's Elfman. Yeah. Uh, but <sighs> with every head, there's a tail, and every good, there's a bad. Let's move on to the bottom three. Time to vent, Joel. Joel, what are your three? Uh, my number three is Buzz Sucks. Uh, <laughs> I don't like Buzz. Yeah. Never did. Still don't. <laughs> Even now, he looks pretty bad. It's the hair. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's the hair, it's horrible it's the hair. teeth, it's the fat face. <laughs> fat I wouldn't let you sleep in here if you were growing on my ass. He's like, you're, you're gonna have somebody. Someone's gonna have to barf it up. <laughs> Everything you, you just mean. Well, uh, number two, the bandits would have died at some point. <laughs> Probably. Would have been a different movie. <laughs> um, it was, that's 2017's version. <laughs> yeah. Kevin dismembers the wet bandits in his basement. Well, one would have at least gotten knocked out. Home Alone 2, they would have died. died. The barrister yeah. hitting him in the head. Bricks to the head, <laughs> and they're falling oh, down like... <laughs> he puts he like goes down he puts like the kerosene in the toilet and he explodes <laughs> but thank goodness for the homeless pigeon lady <laughs> <laughs> saves the day you mean, you mean old man marley <laughs> no for the uh she's in the home worker or whatever in angels in the outfield too mm-hmm. whoa yeah, yep yep and number one <laughs> i don't think that kevin ever actually got no to he eat. didn't eat this whole time even <laughs> with the mac and cheese never a time never did took he? a bite Mm-mm. He doesn't take uh. a bite of anything in this whole movie, which makes me what sad. What about his cheese pizza that he gets, that he orders and gets? Never see meat. Oh, poor thing. He never eats, does never he? Never see meat. Now, the cheese pizza, I didn't think about that. He, I'm sure he did. So, <laughs> Oh, no, he does eat one thing. What? He eats ice cream with marshmallows That's on it. That's right. When he's watching it in the very uh, the beginning. Angels with Filthy Souls. Souls. Yep. Okay. Right, Guys, so I'm watching the violent something. movie. <laughs> Guys, I'm eating junk and watching rubbish. You better come out and stop me. Yeah, eight-year-olds use the word rubbish all the time. Liz? Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay, bottom three. I've said this probably every <laughs> single moment of this podcast is I've never met a savvy nine-year-old. Um, <laughs> He's so, right there. Dream on. No. And, like, looking at him now, I'm, I can't see it, but that's a good thing. Well, that's like Lindsay Lohan for me. Yes. We were the same age, and yes. it was like, parents were like, oh, yeah. She's cute. She's like, cute. Yeah. And we're like, ah, oh, camp, girls, and gross. And then, oh, like, she man, got older, and we were like, oh, wall. snap. And then we shot on Saturday Night Live and did Hermione. Oh, that we're was like, hot. Oh, man, Lindsay Lohan, same age. Mm-hmm. And then now, it's like, sad Lindsay Lohan. So we're the same sad. age. How'd that happen? She looks 40. She does. <laughs> so what was her last normal film? Mean Girls? Was it Mean Girls? I feel like there was something after that, but it might have been me. Because Freaky Friday was before that. Yes. Did All she... right. Joel's on it. Uh, yeah. Joel's on the IMDb. <laughs> Get it. Uh, My number two, yeah. uh, Buzz really does suck. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. I don't like many of the family members, uh, but having an older brother who is a combination of Chet and Buzz <laughs> as my own older brother, uh, yeah, it, 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 it strikes a very, very... N- Close nerve. Suck. 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 What? She, uh, she was in Space a movie. Balls. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you took me to a very dark place. <laughs> God dang it. The last movie that might have been relevant to anybody was Georgia Rule in 2007. And that's only because it had Jane Fonda and Felicity Huffman in it. Uh, she was in Scary Movie 5. Yeah, that was the end. Machete. (laughs) You're when you're signing the scary movie contract, you're like, oh god, (laughs) I'm doing this for drug money. But I mean, before that, she was. It was Georgia Rule, Mm -hmm. then like TV stuff, that '70s show, and then Mean Girls, and then right before that, I think the one that we were all trying to. Remember was Confessions of a Teenage Queen. Yes, yes, that's the. But that was still before Mean Girls. It was, yeah. Yeah. So I okay. So and my number one is uh, this family really needs help with communication. Oh, they need some uh, counseling. Yeah, just maybe like, you know, some kinder words. 
words and, you know, checking in with each other. And, like, after you've punished your child, maybe you'd want to, like, go up there, like, an hour later and be like, hey, bud, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, just, you know. Mm-mm. Now that I'm a mom, I can't get past that kind of stuff. Because <laughs> I do that with a two-year-old. I'm going to do it with, hopefully, a nine-year-old. Yes. Uh, for me, my number three, with all that hustle and bustle in the morning, there's no way that Kevin would have not heard it. I don't know, man. I've, I've slept through some stuff. Okay, but <laughs> not a family of, well, 16. He's in the attic. He's not going to hear those steps above his head. No, but the walls are clearly thin enough that you can hear the gunshots from a small TV in the front yard. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, they were still all on the first floor, but go on. Uh, my number two, these parents are awful. <laughs> not only do they leave <laughs> Kevin at home, they also are flying first class, leaving strangers to watch their children and coach. Awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, and my number one, the way Kevin speaks to his parents is ridiculous. God. And in turn, the way the family talks to him is awful, too. That's why family communication was my number one as well. Yeah. Uh, who is the audience for this movie, Joel? Uh, kids, adults who grew up with it, and anyone who just loves Christmas and needs to see a Christmas staple. Uh, but, I mean, it's a great family movie. Okay. Liz? People with love in their heart for Christmas. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's kids. I think, I, think it's, I think it has staying power. Yeah. For I think an eight, seven, eight-year-old is like the perfect time to watch this movie. I have to agree. I put families with kids around Kevin's age. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, th- that need to teach their kids about how they should appreciate everything that they have. So if you ever talk to me like Kevin talked to me, I'm mm-hmm. going to France. I will leave you home, <laughs> yes. and it won't be an accident. I know I'll probably tell my kids someday that this is not how you talk to your parents, nor act, no. if you plan on getting gifts during Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this may be for adults who grew up with this movie. Uh, there's a lot of adult humor in this. But a good kid's movie has a touch of adult humor. I think as a 90s think. kid, we were allowed to watch more. In 2017, oh, yeah. a lot of parents, their sphincters would tighten up with this movie. The minute they remember the language all of a sudden. Um, as a middle school teacher, uh, they don't know what their kids are watching. No, no they at don't. All. So no, but that's why I think a parent aren't... would sit there and a go. A parent would be like, well, I don't oh, know. Oh, no, no. These kids, are, these kids are watching Stranger Things, which yeah. has more language than this. Mm-hmm. The kids are coming to school with like the shirts on and like patches. Mm-hmm. And, I'm I'm getting things like um oh it's kind of like that character from Stranger Things too. I'm like oh my god. <laughs> right, but what I'm saying the audience would not be really this group of kids in 2017. No, it, it won't be our middle. We yeah. know kids watch whatever they want. I mean, but just because a kid watches porn doesn't mean it's made for them. That's fair. That's, yeah, that's that a, wow. That's god. Um, yeah. Now I've got Mike images dropped. of kids watching <laughs> porn. <laughs> So, uh, Home Alone, <laughs> who's it for? If you like porn, you're going to love Home Alone. Merry Christmas! The end's a tearjerker, so grab animal. your tissues. <laughs> uh, that one. Okay. Uh, Where's JC? <laughs> he, turned, he turned us off. Movie report card. A, B, C, D, F in the Christmas, the Christmas... Feature film genre. Joel, give us a grade and some comments that defend your grade. For a Christmas movie. Yes, Christmas. I am giving movie. it an A minus. It is not a perfect Christmas movie because it is surrounded by Christmas and not fully about Christmas. But your emotions do go along with the fact that it is the holiday season. He's it, it's Christmas without his family. But like he goes into a church at one point, which is like a great scene. But that's about as close as it gets to Christmas. No, Christmas. Um, Christmas. You're referring Christmas. <laughs> um, 
But other than that, like, music's great. The story's great. The, all the acting is good. Like, no one, like, delivers poor lines. Even no, the worst no. characters deliver lines really well. The plot flows well. The casting was great. And I, like, I believe this is, I think this is a top-tier holiday film. Um, now, as a general movie, if we're just, like, looking at it as a full movie, yeah, it might be lower. But as far as Christmas movies go, I'm really trying to think of uh, five movies that would be better than this. So I'm going to have to give it an A-. minus. Just okay. falls short of being, like, a perfect Christmas movie. Yeah. But I've seen some bad Christmas movies. There, there's, <laughs> there's a, a whole... There is a... Guys, you have no idea what bad Christmas... You, <laughs> have you watched Lifetime Christmas movies? Oh, no. oh, the Hallmark Channel? Yeah. Have you guys, like, <laughs> ever delved into those? No. Nor no. should you. I was never going to. So <laughs> when you compare Christmas movies, this is definitely an A in my opinion because there is there is so many holiday movies the out there. The films you, elevates I, it. But I have, I'm, re- I'm changing my grade. <laughs> you, you probably should. Now, if we're, I mean, you're trying to compare, like, if, like all of your favorite Christmas movies. There, that's a different... Well, that's I've got it. a reasoning for mine that's not that actually. That's but. fine. So anyway, I <laughs> I give this an A because I, it was enjoyable the first time. It's still enjoyable to me, and the music makes me so sentimental. I feel like a kid. It's one of those movies like I can't wait to watch with my kid. Um, so I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I put in something uh, here. Here he goes. I put in something here. I put... <laughs> My grade in, and then Joel, I put explanation forthcoming, <laughs> and Joel added bullshit in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, let the diatribe begin. No. Uh, this movie's a holiday in classic. hour four of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Joel. And- this yeah. movie's a holiday classic. Yeah. Uh, for adults between the age of 25 to 40, this movie is a holiday classic. As a child, I loved this movie, because Kevin has and does everything that children can fantasize doing. Yes. Uh, however, this kid is a little too self-sufficient for being a little spoiled little brat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can't pack a suitcase, but he can do the laundry and shop for groceries. He's clueless one minute and then insightful the next. He's written very unevenly. As a kid, I thought this was hysterical. As an adult, the stretch. Not made for me, though. Made for kids. Every parent who saw this movie in theaters as a child is guaranteed to show it to their children today. That being said, today's parents may want to think twice about it midway through the film. Let's look at our lead character, Kevin. Talks back to his parents, gets in a fight, destroys his brother's bedroom, steals money, engages with strangers, shoplifts, flees the cops, seems okay walking around neighborhoods all by himself, no way it happened in today's overprotective climate, plays with explosives. Rather than call the cops, he takes on two very dangerous criminals, shoots one with a BB gun, hits one with a paint can, hits one with an iron, burns hand, blows torches ahead, cuts a zip line with people on it, calls people horses' asses. And a partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) Not to mention, this movie kills the myth of Santa when Kevin meets up with the Santa Claus in this neighborhood. How is this movie a good movie to show your kids? This movie has a message, and it's that family is more important than anything, especially during the holidays. And it's a family movie. So watch it with responsible members of your family. Now, acting-wise, Macaulay Culkin kills it. Pesci and Stern are perfectly cast as the Wet Bandits. And the mother is perfect. The reason why everyone is good in this movie, though, isn't so much casting as it is direction and writing. Chris Columbus is one of the most underrated directors, and this movie proves it. I've always said how hard it is to direct children in this movie. We talked about it earlier, uh, yet he doesn't shy away from it. John Hughes is responsible for two modern-day Christmas classics, and he wrote them back-to-back. Overall, it's a Christmas movie. This movie has a message. 
but I think it gets lost in the hijinks. We love watching Kevin defend his home, but we forget about the family during that time, as well as the fact that he's an eight-year-old, and most eight-year-olds probably not act or speak like Culkin in the same positions. Now, I gave this movie originally a C, but based on what you just said about the dearth of awful movies out there, I have to elevate it. This is a B in the Christmas genre. Good message, clearly for kids, but for families, there will be a lot of moments where parents will be exchanging disapproving looks while the children laugh. Plus, I remember when we did the top 10 Christmas movies, and I was convinced by my co-hosts that Die Hard was not a Christmas movie worthy of being in the top 10 because it was a movie set at Christmas. Home Alone is as much a Christmas movie as Die Hard is. Home Alone is Die Hard for a child. Uh, Could this movie take place at another time other than Christmas? Of course it could. Open presents. Uh, when did they open presents? The second one. The better one. But not, the, <laughs> not this one. Definitely. It's not reliant on Christmas like in order Grim- to work. Gremlins 2 is the better gremlin. We said that Die Hard was a movie set at Christmas, not a Christmas movie. In my opinion, Home Alone is also a movie set at Christmas, not a Christmas movie. You know what? You guys are getting so nitty gritty. Mm, I, no. <laughs> I know. Because you're thinking of he Christ. In, here's the thing. The you gave your defense. I gave my defense. Yeah. The nativity scene's pretty Christmas to me. <laughs> Christmas. Tyler Perry's making if a If I may, he could have just ran to the church. <laughs> Churches are open 24-7. Now, does John McClane run into the church? No, John McClane runs into an event. So, if this movie is released on Blu-ray, would you buy it, bin it, stream it, borrow it, or forget about it? I do need to buy it on Blu-ray. I thought that I lost the DVD and I found it behind my Grinch DVD. Oh. So, a wonderful surprise from this week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I said buy it twice because apparently I did. <laughs> oh. Got it on uh, cassette I, or VCR, <laughs> VHS, <laughs> cassette, a <tape>. Betamax, <laughs> got it on my and Laserdisc. Track. <laughs> I've got it on tape. Yeah. I've got it on DVD. So, I guess I do need it on Blu ray now. Okay. Liz, how about you? Okay. I don't buy movies. But it's just not my thing. Yeah. But I own this movie. I only own Christmas movies. And by own means I pirate them and download them <laughs> and I stream them around Christmas. So I have four files on my laptop that are in a folder called Christmas movies. We cut that out for the censors. For the censors. <laughs> for the FDA or whoever's listening FCC. to us at home. <laughs> yeah. I, will, I will give Liz a lot of credit on this one. That is, she introduced me to Ninja Video down in Florida. I know. That was so long ago. I don't do it anymore because there's Hulu's really no reason Ninja to with Hulu video. and Netflix. I mean, this was like. It's not know. there anymore. They shut that down. No, 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 no. Pirate Bay is not a no. place to visit anymore. No. Solar Movies EU. <laughs> free t- free free dash tv.com <laughs> I watched all of how I met your mother on that thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, so bad. So okay. so bad. Joe, so what I, about you? Okay, for me, uh as much as I critically killed this, I love you this film. You still love it. You still I do. love it. I love this film. This I see a, it. It's sta- it's sitting right there. You bought it. I bought it. It's in my hand. <laughs> yep. I watched every feature on here outside of the deleted scenes. Uh, it is as enjoyable a movie as I've ever seen at Christmas. Oh, it's so good. And even though I just said this is not a Christmas movie, it's a movie set at Christmas, the only time I would watch this is, is at Christmas. Uh, that's much what like constitutes the only, a Christmas movie in my mind. Much like the only time I watched yeah. Die Hard. Ooh. There you go. When would you watch? Uh, much yeah. like the only time I watched Die Hard. Is during Christmas also. Exactly. Oh, Therefore, it's a time? Christmas movie. Why? It's all Christmas carols in the film. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. 
I'm not saying you're wrong. This movie. I'm just saying like, oh, I've never watched it outside of Christmas either. This movie created a Christmas Carol, though, in somewhere in my memory. Yeah. This is one that not only gave us an iconic soundtrack, it gave us a new modern day classic and a song. It's so hummable. And every time you hear it, you get goosebumps. I, I love watching. Every time I watch Kevin, I turn into an eight-year-old. Yes, absolutely. And I think to myself, oh, that is so cool. I want to do that. Oh, that's so cool. I want to do that. Oh, if I had all of this at my disposal, I would totally try this. You and when what? I saw this, I did booby trap my house. I did too. Yeah. <laughs> my, dad, my dad was a fisherman. He had fishing line. And I, my brother and I took that shit everywhere. Nice. <laughs> we made Wait, like little tripwires everywhere. the new ones or the one with fish guts on them? No, the old ones. Or the new ones. I mean, new ones, yeah. Uh, but he was not very happy with my us. New I think I'm going to booby trap my uh, workspace. Did you? I'm, really? I'm just kidding. You no, keep I'm that kidding. upstairs. <laughs> At camp, this movie started in an entire revolution of kids booby trapping things. Oh, yeah. When I remember going to camp and we get our cabin, and the first thing we do in there is booby trap the door. Like, set up things to swing at the door if it was open. I mean, this movie, I love it. So, I buy it. This is a modern day Christmas classic, and there are not too many of those. Well, that's all we've got time for today, Movie Planeteers. Next show, we will continue looking at a Christmas movie. This time, it'll be Krampus. You can email the Movie Planet using the address movieplanetpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Podbean, or Spotify, and give us a four- or five-star review. Tweet with any questions, comments, theories, and I'll try to fit them into the show next time we're on the air. Send those tweets to at movieplanetpod and like us on Facebook and Instagram using the links in the show notes. The opinions expressed on the Movie Planet podcast are those of the individual hosts. The Movie Planet podcast is not affiliated with, prepared for, approved, or licensed by any entity that created any films discussed or reviewed herein. All movie clips and music included in the podcast are the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders. They are included here for the purpose of review, and no infringement is intended. Special thanks to Twisterium and SoundJ Music for providing any intro or closing music we use for all of our podcasts. Thanks for listening, and happy movie watching. <laughs>